Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ah, welcome back to Behind the Bastards, legally the only podcast Mm -hmm. uh, that you're allowed to listen to under the terms of the New World Order's fucking international monetary fund Bilderberg group whatever you know that's it yeah. that's the law so hate that Bilderberg group oh see I don't actually have a bit ready for this Matt Lee hey! how are we doing today Matt oh, I'm doing great I Matt. am uh, right now uh, hidden in uh, my bedroom because Reefed my baby is asleep shadow. on the other side of the house, and I don't Excellent. want to wake her up with all of the loud noises that I intend to make. That is fair. Now, Matt, so, you are, if folks are not aware, if our, our listeners aren't aware, mm-hmm. you are the host of a number of podcasts, including a Sopranos podcast called right. Pod Yourself a Gun. That's right. And a That's The right. Wire podcast called Pod Yourself the Wire. Yes, which you can uh, find on a feed called Pod Yourself a Gun. It's nice yes. and confusing. If yeah, you see Tony Soprano's face in the logo, you know it's a show about The Wire. <laughs> that's that's extremely clear. Now, Matt, both of those titles are obviously a reference to the intro music for The Sopranos. That's which, right. Uh, which, which the refrain is something like, woke up this morning, got yourself a gun. That's right. Now, guys. What are we doing today? Do we have a, do we do we have another Scott Adams book? Oh yeah, day? not not all that long ago. We uh we we did our deep dive into Scott Adams. We talked about the life of this man and uh mm. he's got a couple of books that he wrote that he considers to be he thinks that his cartoons in time will be forgotten, but generations from now his novels are what people will remember of him. He oh. said this. He's got are on these- the record about this. Are these graphic novels of Dilbert that we're calling books or are these no. just words, no cartoons? Yeah, they're just words and they're they're real short. He says they're real short because he wanted something that a person could read in an afternoon, which is a 
a fine goal for a book. Normally, yes. I uh, I consider yeah. brevity to be an example of uh, of skill and craft. Yeah. But in yeah. this case, it just means he didn't tell a story. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. I, I love starting off a book with the idea of like, no, shorter, shorter, better. Mm-hmm. Shorter, good. Less words, more read fast. Yeah, I'm going to publish like a big 300-page book with a fancy title like The Origin of Mankind. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to have two words in it. Just fuck it on page one. Empty space the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah. and then like a yeah. dick in the middle of it. And you have to search for the dick. And it, then when you a, find it, you win. Yeah, and it's it's a whole book for like... Yeah, you can you can just like say you finished it in a day and have it out on your desk when people walk by and be like, finish this one. Who boy, I've been busy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, me? I've just been reading all these books here. You have a whole fucking shelf <laughs> yeah. filled with them. People are opening them up and there's nothing yeah. in them except for that dick that they find. And then they yeah. feel like they won. Yeah, you find the dick, you email it to us, and you 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 make a sacred pledge never to tell anyone that there's not an actual book in there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like Santa Claus. We all do it, and we all benefit. So, yep. Matt, he wrote these books, The Religion War uh, being the one that we're going to talk about today, and they're terrible. Oh. And I went back and forth, should we do a book episode about this? Because uh, another podcast I really like quite a lot, House of Decline, H-A-U-S, mm-hmm. Uh, has done got over both these books uh, with a uh, the the lovely Rory Blank uh, as as the guest, um, and I, there was one other podcast that did at least one of these books. Mm. So we're not we're not breaking totally new ground here. And I got kind of like uh, self conscious about that. And then you know what I said, Matt? What'd you say? I said, "Who gives a fuck?" Dude, that's how I live. <laughs> that's that's what I decided. As someone who does um, TV rewatch podcasts of twenty year old shows, exactly. Who I'll let fuck? you know. Doesn't yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. People need the content. They want Look, more. This is this is all. We all have a, a moral right and a moral yes. duty to access Scott Adams's terrible books for free because they're mm-hmm. available for free on the Internet Archive. Don't ever spend money on these. Oh, we God, are not. Don't. Do no. not. No. Uh, and that's what we're gonna do. I love uh, it. That's, that's great. You do. know, this oh. is nice for me because uh, it's not a Nazi. Well, okay, let me take that back. I'm going to rewind that a little bit. It's not that it's not a Nazi. It's that it's uh, not a guy who was in the Nazi party uh, in Germany in the 30s and 40s. And that's that's nice for me. Yeah. Now, Scott would have loved to be a Nazi. Um, mm. oh, don't yeah. get me wrong. But uh, mm-hmm. tragically, I mean, he probably would have been like Phipps, the the cartoonist who who did the illustrations for Dare Sturmer, if he'd gotten the <laughs> chance. Because modern Dilbert's not all that far off. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it's mostly just Dogbert looking around for some Lebensraum. Yeah, yeah, know, he he would have office. He would have used the ill-gotten Nazi gold to build a swimming pool shaped like Dilbert's head instead of just using the money that he got from Dilbert to make a swimming pool shaped like Dilbert's head. He has a, wait, he has a swimming pool shaped like Dilbert's head. That's look, what he did. Matt, if you if you look that up, you might find something I'm you don't want to find. So what I'm going to tell you is, uh-huh. you know, sometimes it's good to just have faith in okay. things. You know, right. the, the, these are like this is like, you know, how the Holy Spirit. The Catholics don't want to tell you what it is, but you gotta you gotta think it's real just a big deal. It. Yeah, yeah, right. it's a big yeah, deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like this is like the Holy Spirit. The Dilbert Head swimming pool in Scott <laughs> Adams's backyard is the Holy yeah. Spirit of making fun of Scott Adams, and you just have to accept it into your I heart. I believe it. I believe yeah. it's an article of faith that uh-huh. he has this. Dilbert 
head uh-huh. shaped swimming pool. He he does have a tower in the back of his house shaped like Dilbert's head. Um. God. Anyway, now I should note here that the religion war is actually the second book in the series, but chronologically it happens before the second book. We're going to read them in order, which will be my first step towards correcting Scott Adams's numerous mistakes. Oh my God. So uh-huh. you're telling me now I was assuming this was nonfiction, you know, it is uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, is this, is this nonfiction or is this, oh, is this, this is a fiction. novel? Well, Scott, Scott actually has a lot to say about that. Uh, in his first book, he's like, you know, I don't know whether I should call this fiction or nonfiction because fiction, uh, you know, like this is this is based on like characters and stories that didn't actually happen. But it's kind of nonfiction because it has an impact on the reader. And I was yeah, like, that is not the definition between <laughs> yeah, fiction and nonfiction. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings works. impacted a lot of people. <laughs> And uh, we did not have a War of the Ring. I've checked. Uh, listen, if there had been, I would have uh-huh. been firmly on the side of Sauron. He oh. seems like he takes care of his workers. You yeah. know, he's, yeah, they have he's got menus that, nice that that implies restaurants. And that's Eisenberg. true. They have menus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes meat is back on the menu. Yeah, yeah, which also it means that presumably there are vegan and vegetarian options. I love that. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's finally start the introduction to this terrible book <laughs> let's do that it. we're reading because I needed a week to not write a script about a Nazi. Uh-huh. So the religion war, this is this is his little intro, uh, the prologue. The religion war is a different kind of book. It's written in traditional fiction form with a plot. Yes, a plot in parentheses involving the smartest man in the world trying to stop a pending war between Christian and Muslim forces. The story takes you forward to a few decades to imagine where our current delusions about reality might lead us. And in the end, it poses some questions that I think you'll enjoy rolling around in your head and jabbering about with friends while sipping a beverage. It's not a... So, I'm sorry. Are they trying to? Is he trying to sell the reader on the book they've already purchased? Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, and he's trying <laughs> to think, tell you, uh, "You're really gonna like this book." That was, I think, the opening to Blood Meridian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Cormac McCarthy was like, "Boy, I hope you enjoy the story of the judge, a uh, a psychopathic demiurge character, um, fucking ranting about how he wants to murder birds." Uh, yeah. This is, that's that's great. Good. Yeah. You know, have a good time. Roll some questions about this around in your mouth mm-hmm. with your friends while sipping a tasty beverage. Yes. Get your favorite treat. Sit See. down and start reading this piece of shit and then ask your friends, hey, do you read that fucking thing? That'll be fun. It is. It does tell you the difference between, you know, Cormac McCarthy is like the platonic ideal of like a real author. And then Scott Adams is Scott Adams. And like Scott's like, I hope you enjoy my book. Please sip it. Well, like (laughs) discuss it with your friends while sipping Mm -hmm. a tea. And Cormac McCarthy is like, if you were to walk up to him on the street when he was alive and say, Mm -hmm. I'm interested in reading your book, his response would have been to pull a handgun. Like, yeah, that's that's like a real fucking artist. Like a real artist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) here's the prologue in the year 2007 a brilliant and charismatic leader named al-zi began his rise to power in the palestinian territories he was the architect of the 20-year plan for eliminating israel now let me tell you what this plan is matt this the 20-year plan for eliminating israel is that 
we all kind of like calmly actually you know what i can scroll down to the chapter where he talks this all out um because this is low-key so a couple of things you should note you know how the islam includes both sunni and 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 shia right Mm -hmm. you know how like there's different kind of like you know how there's catholics and protestants and christianity yeah scott doesn't know that um so everyone's like iran you know palestine uh, it's all the, the same. Iraq. They're all the same. <laughs> they're all in there together with like the Turks. Yeah. Um, and they're they're in the basics of this is that like, yeah, he he destroys Israel uh, and kills all of the Jews uh, mm-hmm. and then builds a caliphate. And they launch like a low key terrorist war with all mm-hmm. of the Christian states. Yeah. And so the this Christian alliance builds up using NATO as a background and they they have this like constant low-key war with the muslims where the muslims do terrorist attacks but they're special terrorist attacks they're real careful not to get too big like 9 11 so that they have to respond and then the christians sail around gigantic aircraft carriers kind of like occasionally killing people it's kind of unclear what their role in the war is and there's a number of things that get glossed over in this including the the christian forces are made up of nato and the second largest army in nato is a muslim army in the real yeah, world well, uh, scott uh, didn't google that he, didn't, he, didn't, he, was, he actually <laughs> learned just the other day that turkey is a country <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I love this i love the yeah. mini 9-11s thing you know, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, hey, we don't want to get it too. But, you know, it's uh, it reminds me of the famous, you know, uh, question. Uh, would you rather be killed by a horse size 9-11 or a thousand duckling sized uh, 9-11s? And I think I think the duckling size ones is the way to go. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I there, there's so much that's going on there, including like. Scott's talking about how this is, you know, his his presumption of how things will continue with like the the madness of the present era. And he's writing this kind of in the not that long after the invasion of Iraq and the post 9-11 era. Yeah, Uh, I assume this must have come out like, you know, 2004 or something, because he's like, this takes place in the year 2007. Yeah. And uh, I mean, well, that's when that's when the destruction of Israel starts, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. so I, I, I there's a degree to which I understand why that's the focus, uh, but it's also very much like, you know, if you pay attention to America, the idea that like there could be this giant caliphate that's constantly doing low level terrorist attacks against uh-huh. us and we wouldn't lose our minds. Yeah, like yeah. they don't have to kill a lot of people. They don't have to kill anyone. It has to be all that. All we need is like a TikTok to go viral, making right. people think the Muslims have pun- uh, poisoned the water, and like forty yeah. percent of the country will be ready to do a genocide. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I, I, I love uh, in his America, uh, we show restraint. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he he really does. There's this mix of like zero faith and way too much faith in the country. <laughs> that's that's utterly fascinating. Yeah. Um. So, uh, chapter one is old man. So, uh, okay, yeah, you get this. You get this guy Al Z, and he uh, he he kills all of the Jews by basically convincing Israel to give Palestinians civil rights, and yeah, then they vote yeah, themselves yeah. into power, and then the they commit mass murder. The oldest trick in the book, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> gaining legal equality <laughs> mm-hmm. gaining as a legal prelude equality. to genocide. Yeah, um, uh, step one to step white genocide one, is step always one to that. wiping out the Jews. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. Historically, so, always been the case. <laughs> th- this architect of the twenty-year genocide plan then makes a big old caliphate, and everybody's happy. And he starts Mm -hmm. this low level war. And then on the other side 
on the NATO Christian side, but let's pretend Turkey's not a country. Yep. Uh, we have General Horatio Cruz, who's the the guy running the Christian Alliance. Uh, and and now we're in 2040, and the war is kind of hitting a fever pitch. So the first yeah. proper chapter. Uh, is is old man. And I think this is going to introduce the Avatar, who we'll meet again in the second book we're going to read in this series, who's yeah, the smartest yeah. man in the world, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's he's so good at thinking through things that he's basically a wizard, uh, mm. but he doesn't have spells. He just is, is smart enough that he can he can <laughs> confound and flummox people. I um, love I loved being a fiction writer. It was yeah. just like all right, it's going to be a story about a real smart guy. Yeah. Real, real, the, real smart. Yeah. His superpower, big brain smarts. Uh-huh. It's every, there's, there's a lot of versions of this. And like better artists than Scott do it too. Whenever you have oh, like sure. a TV show where the premise of the TV show is the main character is like the best author around yes. or the best musician. Mm-hmm. And anytime it's time, we just got this with like at least The weekend is a pop star on this terrible <laughs> The Idol show. But like still it was a little. And yeah. I, I'm thinking I'm back to like. So surprised you watched the entire. I heard it was terrible. I heard it was a really bad time. It's the worst show I've ever seen in like a really long time. Worst show I've ever seen. The weekend can't act. It was so hard. He's not a good actor. Um, None of it worked well. You watched it. I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I watched it, and you know, I was just really impressed um, with how uh, they managed to make being horny sound lame yeah. like I, it was it yeah. was like it, it, you know what it felt like to me is that uh sam levinson grew up only watching porn porn hub premium absolutely you know? and so he doesn't know about x videos so the things that he thinks are hot are like very glossy very shiny and i was like yeah. no this guy doesn't he doesn't <laughs> has, get right. what hot is he just it, thinks this is hot it's like it was written by a dude who like was raised like homeschooled as a kid like raised yes. in a strict christian household yes. but like from the beginning was a little bit of a bad boy and found out how to get around the internet blockers so mm-hmm. he had access to like to like one partially censored porn website, but thinks he's really, he's like really worldly about sex. He's like, look guys. And yeah. then he's like sitting yeah. at a table with like a bunch of Hollywood people. All right. So picture this. She yeah. walks in the room and her skirt up above her knee. You yeah. can see, you can see all the knee folds on this bitch. Huh? Yeah. Dozens of knee folds. It's yeah. folding like crazy around that knee. And yeah, yeah, she's sweaty always. The, you know, the, the original, she's a shiny, sweaty, hot lady. What's sad is they like they. The, he was not always supposed to be on the project, and the original project sounded really great. And it was supposed to be. It was yeah. supposed yeah. to be really, yeah. really great. Instead, we got fucking Lily Rose but, Depp smoking cigarettes in the weekend, being unbelievably we, we, I, I corny say, and bad at being horny <laughs> so good so so you get the thing that is relevant about the weekend's terrible tv show and this mm-hmm. terrible book so is that bad. they both feature someone who's supposed to be the best at something right and then they try to show it and it's like so at the end of the idol like this character who's this like sleazy cult leader type we mm-hmm. see him like put on a show to convince these execs to like <laughs> 
fun oh a God. tour That's and it's supposed to be like wow this is so the hottest long. coolest music <laughs> thing ever all these guys and it just is like a bunch of like drug addled weirdos gyrating around yeah. a room that's like dark and the music's kind of <laughs> off and it's like i i don't want to see this like i've been to a lot of awkward drugged up parties where people gyrate weirdly in a dark room yes. and this is not a good example of the Especially genre if, if you're a music like, executive the, the idea yeah. you would sit around and watch the whole performance <laughs> so is funny. the most insane thing I've ever it, seen. It, it was it was a hybrid of what Robert just said, which is like a weird party with people on drugs gyrating, and also like like a middle schoolers performing arts camp recital. It yeah. was, and then they were like, "It was hmm, sad." Let's it put this sad. in a stadium. That's it was the, sad, the show. Like, also, yeah. the woman is the villain all along. Ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Women bad. So like, boop, boop, done. And I mean, it's one of those things. You can have all sorts of stupid shit in your plot. But if you're telling us this person is the best at something and then you have them do it on screen and it sucks ass. Right. It's the same thing with Scott. If you're telling us this guy's a super genius and then we actually see him try to be a genius and we're like, oh, you're just a guy who's roughly as smart as Scott Adams. And that's not (laughs) impressive. In no way is that impressive. He's the smartest man on earth. He yeah. uh, is a cartoonist. Uh, he writes cartoons about guy in an office. Uh, it's in a hot tub Bilbert. like Dilbert. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Uh, that's I fun love it. Stuff. Fun this, stuff. This has not been a long advertisement for The Idol, but it is time no. for an ad break. Ah, you know oh. what the weekend will Nope, I don't want to say anything bad about The weekend. No, uh, I feel anyway, bad enough for him. Watch, listen to some ads. Forget that he had a TV show. Forget nope. that rat tail that for some reason. Oh, oh, God, he doesn't have a rat tail. That he elected to have. Oh, I love it. He's like, uh, he's like somehow worse than Tommy Wiseau. And I wish that AI could replace him with Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. <laughs> The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild minigames. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless, when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans starting at 15 bucks a month. 
All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash behind. That's mintmobile.com slash behind. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash behind. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower, above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. And we're back. We're back. back. And we've all actually all come around and decided that the weekend having a rat tail is an is a mark of character, right? That's right? You know, yeah, yeah. It's like when a hot actor agrees to like wear put a on nose. exactly seven pounds and wear a fake nose so that <laughs> yeah. they can pretend to be the ugly version of themselves before they get that. hot. Yeah, yeah. It's, Good stuff. It's really brave. <laughs> yeah, courageous. Yeah, to be ugly for mm-hmm. you know a little bit. Yeah, damn. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Anyway, let's start this book actually. Um, so it begins, chapter one is old man, and there's an old man in the lobby, and he wants to talk to General Cruz, the the, the Christian leader, who is described as a reddish rhino of a man, which is a little more creative than Ben Shapiro's bear of a man. I'll give him that. Yeah, reddish um, rhino is pretty good. There's a, I don't, is he, it feels like an anti-Irish slur, but I'll Yeah, it is an it anti-Irish slur. Uh, that, that's a low-key Scott Adams uh, trait. Mm-hmm. Cruz used his eyes the same way he used everything else, like weapons. <laughs> Lieutenant uh, Ben Water. <laughs> good. <laughs> no notes. No Great notes. Writing. Scott nailed it. <laughs> Crushing Lieutenant- it. High five yourself, Scott. <laughs> Lieutenant Ben Waters suddenly found himself in the crosshairs. It wasn't the first time Waters had seen that look, that sort of look from a man who killed people for a living. It would reduce most people to stuttering. Waters viewed it as information, nothing more. Cruz had handpicked Waters from a thousand candidates, not because of his test scores or his combat record, both unremarkable. It certainly wasn't Waters' personality. Charitably no, it was his social remote. media posts that had a lot of questionable things to say about Palestinians. <laughs> there was something else. At the age of eight, Ben 
Indian waters used the family shotgun to kill both of his parents. It was a small town and the neighbors agreed. Ben saved his younger brother from an unimaginable fate. No charges were filed. Since then, the area of Ben Waters' brain that makes a person feel alive was a catastrophe of molecules. He never suffered from shame, offense. Okay, so what's going on here is he picked this guy. He's This General Cruz is worried he might get too powerful. So he has this mm. guy standing next to him with a gun at all times to to kill Cruz if he becomes like crazy with power, which is like mm. potentially a fun idea if you're introducing like your idea of this world where like the leader is always followed by this guy who's supposed to kill him if he goes mad with power. Yeah. But the introduction of this character, he doesn't explain, Scott doesn't explain why this guy's parents had to die. Just an unimaginable fate. There's no like, you're left I, to assume it was probably like molestation, but listen, they don't actually say I'm sure anything. there's a good reason for it. Every time someone kills their parents, I'm going to be honest, I'm pretty much always on the side of the kid uh-huh. because I'm like, there's a reason. You don't just kill your parents. So, you know. It, you know, even that would have been better writing if we had just learned that this guy's attitude was like, I'm just always going to side with the kid who kills their parents. Yeah. I just yeah. assume, <laughs> I don't know what went on. I didn't yeah. listen. I didn't yeah. do any digging. I just figured I, kid killed his parents. Probably cool. If <laughs> my kid killed me, I'd be here. like, listen, I don't know why, but I get I get the need to do this. We all want to kill our parents. Some of, we're just not brave enough. Yeah, Freud. To Freud do said it. a lot about that, which yes, is why did. I support legalizing cocaine because That's that'll right. uh, that'll let more kids kill their parents. I don't know why we're going down this road. <laughs> um, so this old man is here, uh, and he wants to talk to the general. So Waters tells him the old man started talking to the guards, and five minutes later they left. They didn't say why. Call the Marines off the roof. If the old fool won't leave, shoot him. Yes, sir, said Waters, in a way that revealed he knew it wasn't a workable plan because the Scott Adams insert is able to talk uh, the army down from shooting him for invading what is effectively the Pentagon. Mm. The whole world are fools, muttered Cruz, while using a ruler to drag a battle platform from the Indian Ocean. Map makers were a frustrated group. The old notion of a country was meaningless. Al-Z dominated the entire Islamic world. Governments existed under his rule, in effect to keep the water running, to remove garbage, and to run indoctrination centers for children. But the That's real the worst power part was... about Muslims, dude, yeah. is uh, open borders. You know, it's just uh, they just want to they just want to go to the Middle East and completely erase these borders that we totally made up in, yeah. the, in 1917. You know, yeah. fucking bullshit, it, dog. It is. It's it's yet another example of this like thing you get with with a specific kind of like. And this is like particular you get this with like weirdo Christian folk right wingers who hate Muslims, but you get it also with like atheists who Uh hate Muslims, especially in this period where they're like they have this attitude that like, well, the entire Muslim world is just always angry at America and at secularism. They're just always pissed at it. Right. Uh, Whereas, I don't know, again, you spend a lot of time in the Middle East. And one of the things you learn is that the people who live there are like the people everywhere else. They are mostly angry at the folks who live right next to them. Right. It's just like Texas and Oklahoma. That's everywhere in the world. That's everywhere I've ever been. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um. Anyway, uh, not 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 to flatten politics too much, but people are generally pissed at their neighbors because yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's who you rub up against. Yeah. Um, but in this, all of the Muslims, presumably Arabs and Persians and Kurds, everybody all together, you know, anyone who's just kind of in that region of the world is all a Muslim and they're all backing the guy who killed all of the Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's no countries anymore. And in the Christian part of the world, there was still a pretense that civilian governments ruled their respective countries. In reality, Cruz had the power to redraw boundaries and remove so-called leaders with a word. He didn't need military power to get his way, although it was available if it suited him. Cruz was widely believed to be the only person who could stop the terror of Al-Z. No one felt it was a good idea to distract him. The atheists in the smaller religions were lying low, supporting the Christian power base and enjoying safety in numbers. The most enthusiastic supporters of the Christians were the Jews who had escaped Israel after all. So that's good. Thank you. Um, I know, I'm glad he wrote me in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys, you guys got stuck in there. You got to, you got to mention. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you for, uh, you know, I like that Scott Adams. He's like, by the mm-hmm. way, uh, yeah. in this future, the Jews finally show some respect. Mm-hmm. They finally show some gratefulness for Christian America. For helping yeah. you with this thing I invented, I, I am now picturing the if, if Scott had gotten the the made for TV movie version of this, uh-huh. while the narration goes on, it just like cuts to a guy in like a bagel shop, like saluting with a bagel <laughs> at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> just walks into a bagel shop, standing ovation by all the Hasidic Jews mm. in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Turns to stuff. the camera and he goes, you're welcome, the Jews. And mm-hmm. then walks away without paying for his bagel. Now, look, when people, when when authors whose thing is not writing about military stuff, mm. write about fantasy future military stuff, it's usually bad. Um, which is fine. Uh, but you know, I, I I wouldn't normally criticize someone for this, but I am going to criticize Scott Adams because he's, I hate him. So here's his description (laughs) of, of the weapon system that the Christians have developed in order to fight what appears to just kind of be a constant low level, like suicide bombing using drones campaign, which Mm -hmm. is what the Muslims, so, so that your enemy is every couple of days, they kill like three people with a drone bomb, right? Like yeah. that's the uh, that's the the opposing side, right? So here's yeah. what they've built to counteract that. Battle platforms were a recent addition to Cruz's arsenal. They were the size of cities floating on the ocean, vastly more powerful than the aircraft carriers they replaced. The platforms could be assembled in days, ringed by destroyers, and monitored by an umbrella of satellites. Nothing could penetrate their perimeters, thanks to NATO's technical breakthrough of forced particle beams that could slice through incoming metal like a hot poker on a cobweb. The rest <laughs> of the world, which was mostly Alzi's territories and a sprinkling of non-aligned powers, used conventional missiles that were no match for the particle beam defense grid. Now, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. A couple of things. Couple of, mm. For one thing, maybe it is realistic that this is fundamentally a weapon system that would be no use in the war that they're fighting. That's mm-hmm. not what Scott, he wants us to think this is cool, but like it is like useless for fighting yeah. like a low level terror campaign that's just a bunch of mild terrorist attacks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, for a lot of, re- I mean, for one thing, like he's like, they're even more powerful than aircraft carriers. Well, yeah, but the enemy just has like some drones with grenades. Right. Like aircraft carriers are fine for that, you know, like yeah. you don't need. But also, well, why? Why are you? How is this supposed to help? Like, how yeah. is how is controlling the ocean supposed to help when your enemy is not opposing you in a direct military manner? Why yeah, is I'm, this useful? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am generally confused also as to like the uh, amount of listen, uh, the amount of people. It sounds like that Al Z is killing is that he's doing an occasional terrorist attack every couple of days, killing a couple of people. Yeah. And the entire world is like, oh man, we got to fucking wipe these fools off the map because 
because literally a billion people have a murder rate of three per day. Yeah, Dude, that's pretty good. I'm just saying. honestly, man, that's that's better that's than we're not, doing right now. That's yeah. not bad. Like, Americans kill a lot more Americans than these guys all the time. It's that is a little. Bit I do weird. want to know, like, yeah, we we shoot. I don't know, like thirty five thousand something like that of us get shot to death each year in this country, yep. at least. Like, yeah. are they are they breaking those numbers? Is Alzi's <laughs> campaign even doing that many Americans? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, fascinating question. So uh, Cruz has accepted that he's going to have to kill all two billion Muslims to win this war. I um, mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I will protect. give it to Scott. That's fine. Yeah. Like, that's a bad thing to do. But in terms of characterizing oh, this sure, dude sure, sure, as sure, a sure. bad guy, which he is, this guy's not the hero. I'll give Scott that. That's mm-hmm. fine. Um, the tall wooden doors of Cruz's war room opened to a stream of military advisors, admirals and generals. There were 25 of them, one from each of the dominant NATO countries. So what about Turkey? Turkey, the Muslim majority country. Don't worry there, about they're, Turkey. They're, Stop they're, mentioning Turkey. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. He just doesn't know. Yeah. They had no decision-making power. Cruz had the monopoly on that, but they were useful in maintaining the illusion that NATO enjoyed some sort of democratic input. It was thin fiction, the sort of war t- that a wartime population was happy to accept. The Joint Chiefs of Staff for the United States had become overdressed advisors, symbolic and useless. The NATO generals were more loyal to Cruz than their own civilian governments in times of extreme danger. And and again, they're trying to be like, everyone's this loyal to Cruz because he's the only guy who can beat this man. But like, we're not, it's not ever established what he did to earn that. Like, there's a vague mention of battlefield victories. But all he talks about the Muslims doing is carrying out terrorist attacks, which, where are the battlefield victories? What are Uh, the... the What's the fighting that this guy got popular for doing? He's the best of the best. You know, when... When he was doing battles, doesn't matter where, you know, it, he was best at it. It's okay. You could you could establish this early on by being like when he was a captain in the field, you know, you or get, he was yeah. he was on Two like sentences. an embassy duty. He stops a terrorist attack, yeah, right? Yeah. And like, yeah, something. But like, no, we don't. We don't get that. Scott has this like, it's okay, whatever. Cruz gets angry that they're not murdering this old man who has somehow gotten through his defenses and demanding to talk. So he grabs an M16. Uh, uh, He flips off the safety. So at least Scott knows that (laughs) guns have safeties. I guess we're good there. Um, You did a little research for this, all right? You got a credit where credit is due. Little bastard, he's up to something. Cruz muttered, watching is, the floor indicators. Is he just sitting in a waiting room right now? Yeah, he's he's in his big meeting room with all of his generals. Right, it's one of those like Black man? Sabbath he... moments. They're all yeah. gathered in their masses, you know? Yeah. Uh, and is this the guy's... old man in the waiting room just kind of being, I'm just waiting to see the he's, general. He's ba- breaking his way through all of the layers of security that NATO has put up by just like being a, a smart old man and talking his way through. <laughs> We don't need to hear or see any of this, no, obviously. No, yeah. The no. point is, he's getting through every single defense of the entire Christian yeah. world army. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the ch- this is just this guy being frustrated that nobody is able to stop this old man by murdering him. Um, or just like holding him. Yeah. You know, like what cops would actually do if like a yeah. crazy old man was at a military base? Probably yeah. just like tase him, you know, right. put his hands yeah. behind his back. But he's really, he's really smart, I assume. Yeah. This doesn't make much sense either. Um, so he decides he's going to flee um, because uh, someone in the room that he's just been in is leaking war plans, 
We're not told why. Um, the, the general but, yeah. is going to flee. Yeah, the general's going to leave. Um, okay. Yeah, he's got he's going to bounce. Um, someone on my staff, someone in that room is leaking war plans. We're going to put some distance between that old man and me because the smell's wrong. Once command and control is secured, I'll deal with the leak and the old man. Get the car. And then we're informed that he has a portable device that lets him fire a missile at wherever he wants to. Uh, <laughs> launched from a site in South Dakota that fewer than a dozen people on Earth knew about. Um, cool. So, th- so there we go. I guess that's, yeah, That he's going to murder all these guys in order to secure absolute power, even yeah. though he already has absolute power i've got Um, an app that'll blow up any mcdonald's in a thousand mile radius (laughs) cool yeah why why are we needed um yeah it's good stuff how do you explain plan to explain it to the world waters his assistant who murdered his parents asks (laughs) i won't have to explain anything the world will assume it was an attack from one of al z's fanatics oh was making a false flag hundreds of buildings had blown up in the past two years alone the military had stopped analyzing the remains of each explosion long ago assuming correctly that they were all the work of al z no one would request an inquiry about this blast because Al C would be the universally presumed perpetrator. Really tight ship they're running over yeah. in NATO. We just, whenever a building blows up, we assume it's this yeah. guy. We yeah. don't we do anything it about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, let's try the next chapter here. Horatio Cruz takes over NATO. Okay. Interrogation. So they've captured the avatar. Um, and we finally get a description of this old man who's been slowly talking his way through the NATO defenses. Mm-hmm. The Avatar was 62 years old, but could have been mistaken for 90. Gaunt, clad in a threadbare delivery man's outfit from an earlier time. His silver gray hair was short and untamed. Look at a picture of Scott Adams, and I think we'll see why that's important. Mm-hmm. A red plaid blanket covered his shoulders, clutched tight in front. 30 years ago, as a package delivery man, he met the prior avatar, from whom he learned the secrets that brought him to the fifth level of awareness. But it yes. took a terrible <laughs> toll on his body. He learned the way of the water. <laughs> he learned the way. <laughs> Humans are not genetically equipped to handle this kind of knowledge, and he was no exception. The awareness aged him prematurely. He understood too much about reality, and with that knowledge came an overwhelming responsibility and an incalculable stress that spread to every cell of his body. That's why Scott needs the Dilbert swimming pool, you know? It's yes. the only way yeah. to to, to he knows too much. He reduce his incalculable shelf. He's yeah. got to do, a, you know, he's got to do the backstroke in order to like untense his sh- shoulders from, you know, knowing who runs things. You know so what I mean? He's rich. We're supposed. He looks poor, but the Avatar's got a fuckload of money. He has his own Victorian home in San Francisco, so that's pretty nice. Mm. Uh, he got most of his money from the previous Avatar, but he also invests money because he's so good at at at, at knowing patterns. Wow. Okay, I Scott is really giving us a lot about himself here. <laughs> yes. No. He's describing himself. <laughs> I think you're going to have to explain to me what you mean by Avatar here. Uh, I mean, like this is. What what is uh, what are we talking about here? Well, this the is... the avatar is the, the, this line of the smartest people in the world who pass on their knowledge about uh, reality, which is mostly uh, weird little brain tricks that Scott Adams picked up uh, that he that he like affirmations and shit. Right, um, right, okay. It's all, it's all the shit from not Scott the, Adams' not terrible the business problematic books. James Cameron thing. No, I figured not. What's that. problematic about Jim, Jim, Big Big Jim? Big Jimmy. Well, 
Anyway, oh, whatever. Honey. So uh, how much time you got? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what yeah. matters? What matters is Scott Adams <laughs> in describing the Avatar is describing himself, and it's right. beautiful. He was painfully lonely. The last Avatar hadn't advised him to avoid personal relationships. It was just obvious that he had to. No one could understand the pressures he endured. He could no longer talk to normal people without leaving them changed in some way. It was unfair. He, he thought. was painfully lonely. He's he was just so very smart. Divorced. He, <laughs> he, was he was the most divorced, smartest divorced man mm-hmm. in the world. The only thing larger than the NATO battle platform forms was the amount of divorced in this one man's art. <laughs> you know who else is divorced? Ooh. Matt. Who? The sponsors of this podcast. Every mm. single one of them was left by their wives for good That's reason. Right. And it yeah. very much for good reason. We're really proud of of their I don't know why I'm continuing to go on about this. Keep anyway. Yeah. Uh why don't you divorce us and listen to these ads? The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild mini-games. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. We're back! And Yay. we're, you know, divorced as hell. Uh, Super divorced. We, that's that's what Scott was trying to avoid by 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 hiding as the avatar. Is that's right. And now his divorced energy has been passed on to us. Um, I have a race car bed. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, you're really into pickleball. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just been a calamity over That's here. That's right. I like um, to take over various tennis courts and say, hey, fuck yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I'm divorced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then play pickleball. Sophie's dressing like uh, one of those one of those guys from a 90s movie who like moves in with with the main character who's super divorced ex and is mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know. I'm thinking actually of the movie Hot Rod here. Uh, whatever. Oh, that's a great um, yeah, great movie. Anyway, well off topic. Mm-hmm. Back to the Avatar. 
no ordinary person could understand what it was like to be an avatar. Even when he did talk to people, when it was absolutely necessary, he was still utterly alone. He felt as though he was one short gasp from insanity. Most of the time, he felt certain that he had a special role to play, that he was chosen, that he alone could save the world from upcoming destruction. Other times, he felt he must surely be mad because only insane people think like that. And they, as did he, have no capacity to know which category they really belong to. Oh, Oh, Scott. smart that's so smart Where, how'd you think of that <laughs> you know too a guy who's convinced he's the smartest person in the world writing yeah. a story about the smartest person in the world this is my favorite genre of yeah. novel and you get a lot of i think when people like make fun of scott a lot of like wow this guy really should have gone to therapy i don't think that's the answer for scott i think oh, what no. scott needed was like a, an, a normal a full-time job that mm-hmm. that didn't pay him seven hundred million dollars. Where like yes. he had to he had to like strive for something with yeah. a group of other people and like be confronted sometimes with the limits of his own capability 100%. and his, you know his 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 shortcomings and and work with other people to seal those up. That yes. really would have been good for Scott in a just timeline in a just society. He yeah. would have been a middle manager who's only making a handful of people's life hell. Yeah, as opposed I, to what he became. <sighs> I think like honestly, if you if you make Scott working like, I don't know, like a road work crew, right? Where he's getting out mm. there every day, he's doing something hard, but it's also something every day you can see, like, oh, we finished paving this chunk of road and like that's yeah. some progress. People are gonna use this, right? And you're mm-hmm. you're out with other people, they're gonna call you on your bullshit when you say insane things. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. um I you know, he would have he would he wouldn't have a pool shaped like Dilbert's head, but I think no, in his he soul he'd be a happier yeah. man. No, he would have um, just a bunch of affirmations on his wall that just says, you know, work will set you free. But work in German, will set you free. <laughs> I think work would have set Scott free. That's uh, yeah, what let's I'm saying. Be real. Occasionally, yeah. a broken clock. Sometimes is work right. sets you free. Look, okay. <laughs> I don't know why we're. I don't know why we're going there. That throw road. the baby out with the bathwater. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Okay, so the avatar's got to look for is among other things. And by the way, he's supposed to be in an interrogation room here. That hasn't been introduced. We're just learning about the avatar again mm. here. Uh, so uh, he's looking for his replacement because he's going to die. He's old. Uh, he doesn't know whether or not it's fair for him to pass it down to somebody. And then, yeah, finally, we get actually back to the story. I'm sorry. Really, I am, said the avatar. Cuffed to the wall in eyewing. For what? Getting caught? Growled the thick-necked interrogator with an oversized forehead and stubby fingers as he moved his cart full of pain tools nearer his subject. I'm sorry for what I have to do. This will end quickly if you tell me everything, said the interrogator. That's why I'm here. Where do you think you got the pain tools? Yeah, I do kind of want to know more about these pain tools, Can you describe these pain tools? I want to know what they are, you know? Yeah. Seem like fun. He's like, that's why I'm here to tell you everything, which, you know, is uh, what the avatar is about to do to get out of this interrogation thing. Yeah. Um, Smarts. Yeah. He's going to use his smarts before I turn your guts into jam. How about you tell me this is the interrogator. How about you tell me everything I need to know? It's a little courtesy. I like to extend to my guests. Nobody has ever taken me up on the offer, but I feel it's only fair to put it out there. Jesus, this interrogators like this is so much worse than torturing a man. Let's say you figure (laughs) out what questions I need to ask and then you just answer them. If you make me ask the obvious questions over and over, I'm going to get tired. And that makes me cranky. You don't want that. Very well, replied the avatar. And again, I'm truly okay. 
okay, so he's doing this thing where like the torture is like, you're going to tell me everything or I'm going to kill you. And the avatar clearly is going to like do some brain jujitsu that destroys yeah, yeah, this he's man. Use the force. But it just keeps going on for several pages of him being like, all right, I'm about to do my brain jujitsu on gonna you. I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to do it. I'm going to do so much smart that you're going to yeah. be like, wow. Yeah. <sighs> So a page and a half goes by. Tell me something brilliant, old man, mocked the interrogator. Convince me you're the smartest man in the world and I'll let you go. I don't think the smartest man in the world would believe that you're sincere. The interrogator flashed an executioner's grin and turned up the voltage. He moved the electric paddles towards the old man's chest. This is just to get your attention. Do me a favor and don't die right away. Who is Patrick? Asked the avatar. The interrogator froze for a moment, then quick boiled. How do you know my brother? What bullshit is this? What else do you know about me? The old man looked into the eyes of his interrogator and took a deep breath. I know that you were raised Catholic, but as an adult, you pick and choose the parts you want to believe. You think it's okay to hurt people as long as it's in the interest of the greater good. You convinced yourself that you'd still go to heaven so long as you accept Jesus before you die. You were treated unkindly as a child, especially by the older boys and by the better athletes. You don't sleep much because every time you close your eyes you see your victims and you hear their voices just before you drift off to sleep and it pulls you back to restlessness sometimes you try to stop the voices by drinking the drinking works to an extent but it has ruined your relationships the interrogator <laughs> dropped the paddles and stepped away from the old man what's Shoots your name himself in the head. <laughs> just kills himself uh, he, so he just and now the avatar explains that he did a cold read which like that's not even a good read. That's whatever. I'm sorry. That's also yeah. not something that's smart. That's all, that's literally just something con, con men I also, do. I have to assume that the reason why he guessed Patrick, which yep. this dude reacted strongly to, is because he's Catholic and every Catholic man has a Patrick in their life. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Very simple. Very yeah. simple. Also, like half of the Catholics are, I don't know, like living in Latin America. Like, I don't yes. know how many Patrick, yeah, Patricio, maybe. I don't know. Like, I love the idea of it was like a it was, it was you know Officer Weinstein and yeah. he just looks at him and he goes like tell me about Rachel it's yeah. like Ray how do you know at how least eight know? people in my extended family how did you know her name yeah, how did you know Rachel fucking <laughs> 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 of course mm-hmm. oh that's great so here's Scott I also love about- that he's like tr- basically you know he's like. I, he's kind of modeling it after every smart guy character you've seen in fucking any they kind all of detective do a fucking novel. cold reading, right? Yes. Yeah. It's 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 remarkable. As opposed yeah. to, I, I think a fun version of this character when he's every time he's in like a situation and he's got to boil someone's brain, it's just mm. a Ponzi scheme. He just gets him to invest in a Ponzi yes, scheme. Yeah, exactly. He just <laughs> starts explaining <laughs> just, crypto. Five minutes later, he gives yeah, him forty thousand. You're like chained up in a fucking dungeon. What are you I getting as a return on your 401k right now? Yeah, what if I exactly. were to tell you I could yeah. double your money in under six months <laughs> and all I'm going to need is a check for 20 grand and a picture of your feet for feetpicks.com. <laughs> Oh, for I love ce- that. Here's, here's Scott explaining cold reading. Mm-hmm. For centuries, phony psychics have used a version of the cold read to dupe gullible customers. It's nothing but good observations combined with educated guesses and generalities. Like that, a Catholic man has a Patrick in their yeah, lives. Yeah, exactly. You know, it seems like so much more. Stereotypes and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it seems like so much more to the person hearing it. Some fake psychics were unusually skilled at noticing clues from a person's appearance or mannerisms and making guesses that sounded uncannily accurate. The Avatar was the best of the best, able to recognize. <laughs> 
recognized patterns so subtle that even the most skilled phony psychic would have found it amazing. Today's situation was especially easy. The interrogator was clearly Irish. Someone (laughs) in his family was probably named Patrick. By the way, he's Irish because earlier the the avatar notices that he has a drinker's nose. That's literally how it's it's so good. I love this. I love this. Uh, And like, uh, listen, I knew that the Dilbert guy was like racist. He's outwardly racist, (laughs) but I like that he's like old timey racist. I I do. You know what? You know what's progressive about this is Mm. that we start with the idea that all Muslims everywhere secretly just want to wipe out the Jews. Right. Which is very racist. But then Mm -hmm. we move on to the idea that like every drunk Irishman loves a Patrick. (laughs) That's that's just facts. You can't get through that. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's fucking ironclad fact right there, dude. Objective. that destroys this man, right? We can. Mm-hmm. That's how the avatar gets out, right? Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. we don't. We don't need to continue on yeah, here. Like, he's he's ruined him. Fighting your dog, shattered you? him. Every day yeah. you see your dog, and you want to get you in a fight, right? <laughs> Every day you masturbate in Jesus Christ. Is that right? how did you know this? How could you possibly have known? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I masturbate, I cry. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's good stuff. Uh, we're going to move along a little bit because I want to get to kind of the crux of this book. Because the basic idea here is that the Avatar is working to stop a cataclysmic, apocalyptic you know, nuclear exchange type deal between the Mm -hmm. Christians and the Muslims. And the best way to do that is to get everyone to stop believing in religion at once. Because obviously this is another, like, you know, Scott has this interest, this fun mix of like, Mm Christian conservative stuff, but he's not a Christian. He's like coming out of the internet atheist community. Yes, so he yes. has this fundamental belief that like the cause of all of the problems is that all of these people believe these irrational religions, right? Right. Which is, by the way, mostly bullshit. Um, yes. Like the cause of it is that it, it, even <clears throat> when you look at like Christians here who are pushing these bullshit laws, they're not they're not largely doing it because like they're irrational Christians, they're doing it because like certain types of people make them fundamentally uncomfortable. Exactly. Because they're racists and they would be racist about something if Christianity wasn't the justification. One hundred percent. In fact, like it's that's the, what I notice about the kind of evolution of the internet atheist. Because yeah. I remember back when I used to be like, I'm a proud atheist or whatever. Um, mm. and it was completely in reaction to yeah. uh like, you know, conservative Christians and and everything else. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, this seems like a very interesting front for people to just say some anti-Muslim shit. Yeah. It became just a way to be Islamophobic uh, without saying you're an Islamophobe. I hate all religion, but I only talk about Islam. Yeah, exactly. It's that that same like that old stand up thing where it's like, I'm racist against everybody. It's like, yeah, but there's only two slurs you use, man. (laughs) Although to be fair for Scott, as as the trailblazer he is, he really that's the first that's the first like that's like. That's like a degree of racism against the Irish that like the British in the 1970s would have been like, well, this is a little bit, little bit little inappropriate. I apologize. I promise never to do an English accent again. And here I, no, here I've perfect, inflicted dude. it upon you. That's what it but, sounds like. So Scott, obviously the only thing that can resolve this conflict between, because it's a conflict between these two I- I- irrational religions, as opposed to like a conflict between there's like bombings and yeah. like people's families have been killed and they're yeah. pissed about that. Anyway, it's yeah. an irrational and religious conflict. Right, right, right. It has nothing to do with colonialism yeah. or imperialism. That's just words yeah. that people use to mask yeah. the fact that it's about yeah. religion. 
So if he can just get everyone to stop being religious all at once, you know, yeah, he can work. say. And Scott has all these weird ideas about like persuaders and influencers. And to mm. be for one thing that I think Scott is a little bit ahead of the curve on. He has been really obsessed with the idea of like influencers and connectors and shit mm -hmm. since the early 2000s. He's got a few years on most folks on this. So his his like obsession with Trump as a master persuader, because he believes Trump is like a messianic figure who's so good at persuading. He's going to mm -hmm. like usher in a new age of human evolution by teaching us all persuasion tricks. Mm -hmm. so that's why Scott wrote his terrible book, Win Bigly. Um, <laughs> so. His attitude here, the avatar is kind of like moving through the world and the major characters of this conflict, looking for like the influencer, this one person who, because of their network of social ties, right, could get an idea out in a way that will cascade sort of algorithmically mm -hmm. and then convince the whole world overnight to stop being religious. That's yeah. that's the plot of this book, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. He he's going to find this person at, at this cafe. So I, we're, we're going to gonna start a YouTube channel. And yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> that is kind of why he does his YouTube is he yes. secretly thinks he's he's the master persuader. And if mm -hmm. he can just like tell the right joke to people, it'll change the world. Yeah. If um, they would just stop throttling me in the algorithm, everyone yeah. would be smart like me. Yeah, that's that's why he's got to he's got to really saddle up to Elon Musk. It's finally, mm -hmm. finally. <clears throat> so <laughs> the avatar rolls up in front of this cafe. Uh, he had never felt a pattern like this as the hydro cap. That's a hydro powered cab pulled away. The avatar stood on the sidewalk trying to get a lock on the pattern, but he had failed. His stomach growled and the avatar smiled, realizing his hunger must have been clogging his intuition. But now the pattern was gone, softening to a vibration. Patterns did that sometimes, rising and falling for no apparent reason. The avatar walked towards a restaurant next to the building, Stacy's Cafe. It was the oldest business on the block, looking out of a place nestled in the modern architecture of the San Francisco metropolitan area. Area. The avatar entered and was greeted by a bartender from behind a large oval bar. Hi, can I help you? One for lunch. We're closed behind three, uh, between three and five. Can you come back at five? A pink-haired woman in her 60s on the other side of the room interrupted the avatar's response. She was waving a half-eaten plate of food at the chef and getting agitated. Look at this presentation. This is crap. My name is on this business and you want to serve crap. If people want crap, they can make it at home. The chef's eyes were locked in a death stare with the pink-haired woman as she dramatically slapped the dish on the table. I want you to care about this place as much as I do. If you don't, I can replace your ass tomorrow. The pink-haired woman harumphed and turned away, then turned back with an afterthought. That reminds me, she said in a softer voice that seemed as though she was channeling an entirely different person. Have you written down all your recipes so I can fire you at any time I want? Almost. This, I have a few more to do, said the chef. Very good. This, Give me a hug. What the fuck? Is this the bear? Yeah, it's kind of the bear. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just that, like, she's this woman who's in this this is supposed to be charming that she like yes, moves yes, between yes. The, give me the hug part attacking. Like, oh yeah, this is yeah. like a fun sassy yeah, thing yeah she's supposed to be fun and sassy mm -hmm. so she decides to order for him because everyone should eat she believes the food that she likes which is a, a vegetable crouté mm -hmm. uh so, uh, Stacy made hand signals to the bartender, who was still wiping water spots off the bar glasses. He nodded and started to pour a Chardonnay. Stacy pulled out a chair and sat down across from the avatar. I think I have a headache or a tumor or something. I gained two pounds this week and my hair is falling out in clumps. And I have gas. Don't say I didn't warn you. Thank you for the warning. I don't know how I do this job every day. I'm going to quit. I swear I am, except it wouldn't work because I own the place. I'd fire myself if I could, but I don't want to pay the unemployment benefits to myself. Hey, oh, God, this is just cha, such, cha, such cha, a great cha. character. 
He is fun. Yeah, we we get along, and she and the Avatar start talking about modern politics, right? Um, yeah. To be clear, yeah. these guys they're they're both in their uh, mid sixties, right? Yes, yes, they're both they're both old people, and they're both kind of Scott Adams. Okay. Um, okay, that's important here. So. The Avatar tells her that he's trying to figure out how to stop a war. And she's like, how can a guy like you stop a war? You couldn't even feed yourself until I decided to have pity on your ass. And you dress like a hobo on crack. What's up with that? Would it be okay if I answered the first question? Stacy laughed. Okay, if you do a good job on that, I'll let the other one slide. Go. Think of humanity as a giant software program. Our bodies are the hardware and our ideas are the software. Sometimes the software gets a virus. What are you talking about? Religious misinterpretation. What could you possibly mean? I have never heard this concept before. (laughs) Yeah. You must be the smartest man in the world. Religions are a virus in mm. our computer programming, right? Uh, Whoa, you know, dude. yeah, it, it's I guess this is sort of a very boomer attitude towards the Internet where it's just like, well, the computer's always got a virus on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you can't point, there's a click, virus. click the links that infect your Alta Vista, yeah, right? My, yeah. my McAfee software every day tells me about new virus. <laughs> I keep buying more of it. More virus keep coming. I buy a new McAfee every day. I buy three new McAfee's and now they don't stop now. One virus. I got Muslim virus. I got Jew virus. I got Irish virus. It is also... Yeah, he is low key being like, yes, all like Islam is a virus, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. To be no, fair, he he's is. saying That's Christianity is. is a virus too, but I'm not less concerned about no, that. Ex- yeah. Yes, this is all just a way of like, <laughs> and, it's just how you get to. Therefore, we mm-hmm. must eradicate blank. Yeah. No, and the biggest virus of all is being Irish. You know. Yes. That's, that's really what Scott's getting at yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. It is, there is so much more anti-Irish racism in this it. than I expected. <laughs> so great. It's written by Bill the Well, Butcher. he's Irish, so he must know a Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> he must so, not just know, he must love a Patrick. No, no, right? yeah, he loves a Patrick in the family. And yeah. that is... Yeah, I mean, it's clear from, close it's clear to his, from his nose. Yeah, from his from his drinker's nose that <laughs> he loves a Patrick. Must be that's an really, Irishman. Uh, that's really quite amazing. <laughs> So in this next part, he's talking with this lady about how he's going to end. And he explains his concept of a prime influencer. Mm. I'm looking for the reboot button, metaphorically speaking. I'm looking for the one person who is connected to everyone else in a chain of influence, the prime influencer. That is why I am visiting today. Um, So like that's that's the thing. Everyone's connected to this person. And by the way, it turns out to be this pink haired lady. Right. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's okay. her. It's yeah. Stacy. I thought, yeah. it, you know, and she's be- like, I don't believe in this because people never change their mind. You don't believe people can change their opinions Asked the avatar. Come on. Who buys books written by conservatives? Conservatives. Who buys books written by liberals? Liberals. People only listen to what they want to hear. Nobody changes anyone's mind. Even if the argument is very good, hasn't happened. Never will. The avatar sat back in his seat, adjusting his napkin on his lap. I can see why you would have that view. But in reality, everyone knows one person who can change his opinion on a particular topic. Usually a different person for each topic. Yeah. It's not the argument or the logic that matters to people, but the source. Humans are driven by examples, by role models, not by logic. So you're saying someone can make me a devil worshiper even if I didn't want to be? That's nutty. A year ago, you would have said that no one could convince you to wear pink tinted hair, but you seem to have embraced the trend enthusiastically. <laughs> okay. So Scott's, Scott's, this lady is like, nobody changes their mind. And Scott's like, no, 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 that's nuts. 
everyone yeah. can have their mind changed by one person who's their specific influencer and can hack their brain on it. That's issue. right. Yeah. 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 If their favorite podcaster uh-huh. tells them, then they will change their minds. That everyone is, knows. I mean, that is how the world works. That's um, true. That's, that's how we why, sell ads. You know, Joe Rogan has convinced me to eat nothing but raw liver. Uh, yeah. I love yeah. that this is all just him going on a quest to find the Joe Rogan. Who he will he stop is all looking religion. for the Joe Rogan. That is what he believes, though, right? Like when yes. Trump comes out, he's convinced that Trump is this prime influencer, yes. which is like that. By the way, this is another thing that like these weird online atheist types all did, which is they all found a way to reinvent religion for themselves. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm, They gave mm -hmm. up. They don't believe the Jesus that the Christians believe in, but they did like have to invent another Jesus for themselves. Like Richard Dawkins. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) One way or the other, they all do it. Right. Yes. Um, Not all atheists, but all of these weird Internet atheists that Scott is. Right. Yes. Um, I'm not saying this is a general trait of atheists. It's just these specific assholes. Yes, yeah. yes. Like um, I'm 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 an atheist, but I, I an just athe- don't yeah. I just don't say it because then I'll be subscribed to a bunch of newsletters I don't want. Well, and it's it's also like you know, we were talking about how like you've got people who will like use religion as the justification for totally. like why I want to kill certain people. But the mm-hmm. real thing is that like they just hate certain people, right? right. Like the the religion rarely is the thing that inspires it purely. It's like right. something else that that comes out um that may but and it's the same thing. You've got all these these sort of folks who started out as being like lefties in the early 2000s, like uh-huh. like Jimmy Dore and whatnot. Uh-huh. And they're uh-huh. all preaching like hard right shit right now. Yeah. And they're all super racist and they're all really anti-trans and whatnot. And it's mm-hmm. because like, yeah, what, what matters isn't actually it's like whether or not you're a giant piece of shit. You know, I think it's primarily the thing. And people will people will rap if you're a big piece of shit and you hate people. You know, if you're inclined to pretend you're to be like left wing or whatever, then you'll find some reason why communism wants to kill all the trans people or like force them to detransition or whatever. And if you're a Christian, you use Christianity Mm -hmm. for that. But I think it's just like, you know. Some people are fucking assholes. And Scott yeah. Adams an asshole, right? Oh, um, yeah. So he's going to get rid of religion and the Irish, one presumes. <laughs> um, the Avatar decided to test her line of thinking with an argument that was common, albeit flawed. If God exists, he must be smart to design the world so perfectly. Everything is in perfect balance. If any of our natural laws were altered in the least, life would be unsustainable. Only an omnipotent genius could create such a perfect balance in the laws of physics. Physics schmizics. If God is sh- so smart, why do you fart? The Avatar waited for the rest of the argument, but there was none. The two strangers stared at each other for a moment before being overcome with a wave of laughter that brought them all to tears. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's love, uh, love writing, writing, getting a, a real good laugh. Got a real big laugh on the joke. Yeah, very I funny. Wrote. So I'm going to spoil the rest of this book for you. That winds up being the key to destroying religion. Right. Mm. Is that uh, this woman is the prime influencer and by getting her to like tell this joke to people, it spreads to everyone else in the world. Uh, and mm-hmm. and then they give up uh, uh, Christianity and and Islam uh, and they give up their uh, their wars. And I'm going to I'm going to s- switch ahead to um, him explaining all this. 
The major religions changed after the war. Modernized was the word used most often for the disintegration of primitive beliefs. The free flow of ideas caused dangerous religious thoughts to perish under the weight of common sense. Most notably, the idea that God was limited by a human personality, with human wants and human intelligence evaporated. Now the mental health profession handled people who believed that God was talking to them directly. The voting public never got a chance to elect such people, whether they were charismatic or not. Religions came to be seen as traditions that lent flavor to holidays and encouraged good behavior. Nothing more. The public didn't know who had said it first, but it was the most powerful question in human history. In nine words, it overturned centuries of tortured logic and magical thinking. It pushed superstition into a cage and gave common sense room to maneuver. The cause of the religion war sprung from one colossal religious misunderstanding, that God thinks like humans, except smarter, and that we people can comprehend his intent. That crippling misunderstanding was swept away in a single wave of clarity. The question was translated into thousands of languages, published billions of times. In English, it was, if God is so smart, why do you fart? Right? Again, it's this like, we we just have to puncture religion with a, a, a funny fucking logical puzzle and then it'll go away. It's just this trap around people's brains. It's not that like people want land or resources and have been fighting over them and so are angry about like the history of conflicts between peoples and are able to use sort of religion or politics mm. to kind of justify continuing them. It's not that people are like greedy. It's not that people get like scared about folks who live far away from them. It's not any of that shit. It's that their minds have been enraptured by religion and you can get common sense to maneuver if you tell a smart joke. Um, it's like, honestly, the most fucking like buttoned up fucking elitist it's 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 got like smatterings of liberalism in there especially circa around this time and just uh and just a sort of ignorance that was so prevalent at the time was basically that um everyone uh in the middle east they're all just fucking stupid and angry. And yeah. so they all believe in this like magic spaghetti monster. And so, you know, they're at war because the spaghetti monster says so. And it's like a way to completely ignore literally any yeah. history that has happened within that region. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's great. It's you know, I love when the stupidest man in the world writes himself as the smartest <laughs> yeah. man in the world. <laughs> it is. It, it is very fun because, again, it doesn't take all that much like to learn that the reality is more complicated, right? Mm-hmm. I remember one of the big moments for me of like, you know, just going into uh, fucking Iraq and talking to people in camps and stuff, a bunch of whom had been ISIS supporters kind of early in ISIS's reign was them explaining like, well, you know, we supported them because the cops under the old government for like religious sectarian reasons had punished and abused our family. And they like, yeah, they killed my brother. They killed my uncle. They tortured, you know, my dad. Uh, so when ISIS came and they said that they were, you know, getting rid of these shitty ass police, we were like, maybe this will be better. It's yeah. not like the Iraqi government was anything to write home about. Like we think, right. and then it turned out they sucked. So now we're fighting. And it's like, right. yeah, look, there's always, you know, there are brainwashed fucking extremists out there in a variety sure. of ways, but the vast majority of people's motivations make sense. Even if they're bad, even if they're doing bad things, yes. Yes. they make sense, right? It's like the Nazis. The Nazis didn't get like enthralled by Hitler magically. They right. wanted other people's shit. Yes. Yeah. That's why yeah. they did it. <laughs> very, very human reasons. And, yeah. you know, like the, the, I think we have a tendency to take every kind of like mm-hmm. uh villain or anyone who's in opposition to whatever, you know, the fucking American 
cultural hegemon has yeah. to say and and go like oh it's because they are all fanatical they must be crazy yeah to uh to believe that we in any way could be an enemy and uh and i think just in general it's like oh you have to understand how absolutely fucking regular people uh yeah. are and uh you know how villainy is not necessarily this thing that comes from like oh everyone's a psychopath it's like no it's actually much more simple and uh and that makes it 10 times uh as like uh complicated and scary sometimes you know but uh yeah, yeah i i'm like i i'm just like getting flashbacks to me like in college and just being like an atheist and just being like fucking like yeah man fucking I'm so smart. I don't yeah. even. I don't even believe in God. You know, fuck yeah, yeah. dude. It's because I'm a like, genius. Yeah the the idea that like you're you're both saying that like look at these look at these silly religious people who are right. like denying sort of the you know they've gotten their minds washed and they they can't understand like the true complexity of reality. But right. also everyone does things for one reason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like every all of the Muslims have one motivation and it's kill mm -hmm. all the Jews. And if you kill all the Jews, then all of the Muslims support you. Right. All mm -hmm. of the Irish have one motivation and it's their friend Patrick. <laughs> it's their friend Patrick. And, uh, you know, just uh, chugging down a nice mm -hmm. fucking Guinness after a hard yeah. day's oh, work yeah. of beating your yeah. wife. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, <laughs> you, know. you know, look. Take the wisdom of Scott Adams with you into the world is, I think, what we're trying to say here. Absolutely. Uh, and the Absolutely. next time you see a man with a drinker's nose, mm -hmm. uh, tell him tell about him. his his, <laughs> about his Patrick. beloved Patrick. Yeah, ask him about Patrick. You Anyone can shatter his mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm low key impressed at the way he went after the white ethnics in this. You know, mm -hmm. there was a time finally when, when Scott Adams was cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he oh, would just go god. after the Irish. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! I I, do, I am looking forward to. Uh, I, I assume in the sequel to this, uh, mm -hmm. he finds a way to destroy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turned out all the snakes we needed to get rid of were these goddamn <laughs> Irish. You get a you get a lot about like his thought process because Scott is, I think, a fundamentally pretty and curious person. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. And so he like doesn't do re like he didn't know that like Sunni and Shia like exist as divisions of of, of Islam. Mm -hmm. um, didn't even do the basic research to learn the second largest army in NATO is like yeah. a majority Muslim nation. Yep. Um, yep. And his his he's just like decided, okay, well, what's something a guy could notice? Well, if you, you can notice if somebody's got like a red nose because they're drinking a bunch. Okay, yeah. who drinks a lot? Irish people. What's yeah. an Irish name? St. Patrick's Patrick. Day. Patrick. Boom. Boom. Got it. I just got a whole fucking plot to a story. <laughs> so funny. He's, he's just like taking his calendar and he's marking down. I need three hours to write this. Because <laughs> this for sure was stream of consciousness. Yeah. This guy is not putting a lot of thought into this. I think he this. just used the like talk to text app and just was yeah. like mumbling just to himself. Just bang this bad boy out. <laughs> well, oh, Matt. God bless him. You got anything to plug here? Oh, man. Well, I'm writing uh, a book um, about the uh, scourge of the Irish. <laughs> um, no, actually, I, I do, uh, you know, this uh, Wire podcast, uh, the Wire Rewatch podcast, Pod Yourself a Gun uh, is the name of the feed. And mm -hmm. uh, it is essentially 
a show where we denigrate Irish Americans in wow. the form wow. of uh, McNulty. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, <laughs> really? if you're, if you're really someone, all of the wire is a behind the bastards on McNulty. It really is. It's behind <laughs> one specific bastard, uh, Jimmy McNulty, mm-hmm. uh, and his uh, grubby little Irish wiener. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so uh, check that out. Uh, check out the Frotcast. Uh, it's a show where we talk about you know everything except for the wire. Uh, yeah. A lot of fun. I do it, with Vince Mancini, and. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, right. I almost forgot. Uh, If you are in the San Francisco Bay Area or any of the surrounding areas uh, on Tuesday, October 17th at 8 p.m. specifically, uh, my wife, Francesca Fiorentini, and I are going to be headlining the San Francisco Punchline Comedy Club. Uh, So, yeah, please come out to that. It is a Tuesday uh, at 8 p.m. October 17th. Uh, Borat Voice, my wife and I are going to be co-headlining. There's going to be some other great comedians coming out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, You can get your tickets at uh, punchlinecomedyclub.com. And uh, yeah, October 17th, please come out. It's going to be so good. I swear to God. I mean, at the very least, you're going to get to see my wife and I uh, kiss like live on stage. It's a sex show. Anyways, uh, come out to that. Man, I'm so glad I remembered to say this. Otherwise, I'd have to record this audio later and then send it to you and have you figure out a place to put it in the edit. And that would just sound weird. Uh, Anyways, thank you for having me on for, you know, to talk about something light like, uh, you know, the Irish (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and how uh, religion bad, uh, you know, mm-hmm. smart people uh, are influenced by some douchebag they see online. Yeah. Uh, and, and check out more of Scott Adams in our upcoming podcast with Scott. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to make any more like anti-Irish kind of jokes. It's, so we're done. We're just done with the episode. There you just go. Just so everyone knows, I love Irish people. Everything a Huge joke. Fan. Scott bad. So, Irish are my favorite. We're angry at Scott for being racist, which yes. is why I'm stopping the bit. Yep. Behind the Bastards is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.